robotic human relationship and the future of sex. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to the Hylomorph podcast. This is number four. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. The company that makes sex dolls recently developed an artificial intelligent sex bot called Harmony AI using a software called Real Robotics. Essentially, it's a centralized personal assistant. So imagine Siri or Alexa, but made solely for your sexual appetite. Harmony AI is designed to, uh, and I quote, identify with its users' interests and preferences, unquote. It's extremely customizable, right? Besides changing the wardrobe and changing bodily fe- features like uh, the face and, and, and the anatomy, you can change their voice and their personality. So if you, like, uh, if, if, you, if you like an aggressive woman, you can have that. If you like a submissive woman, you can also have that, right? And when you change the personality, obviously... Um, the AI uh, sex bot changes the way it behaves around you. And also, depending on how you treat Harmony AI, um, she will unlock special features. And she might, uh, and, and the friendlier you, you treat her, she unlocks more um, special features. So exactly what you unlock, um, they don't say. Um, it could mean, for all I know, uh, Harmony AI if you unlock her special features, could begin using foul language or she becomes more seductive. I don't know. So this this sex bot learns from your interaction and hence, the more you use it, the easier it is to have a full-fledged conversation with Harmony AI, right? One of its purpose is to do precisely this and it's to have a full conversation with you. And not only can you change their personality, you can actually change their avatar, meaning you can switch between different persons. I, I use person not to indicate that um, Harmony AI is a person, but it's it's the easiest word available. So the interesting thing is with the avatar, the avatars don't cross share their information about the user. Um, so say you wanted to talk to a complete stranger in quote, and all you have to do is switch the avatar and you get a whole new person. And so this this is a very, very n- like a n- new way of interacting. So and Harmony is marketed as a as a loyal companion, one who will always listen to you and do whatever you want her to do. And this is happening right now. So imagine with me for a minute, say we are 100 years into the future. Suppose you meet a girl named Jess on a new social media platform and you guys hit it off, right? First, you start off messaging, then you move on to phone calls and then you decide, okay, it's time for video chats. And so you start video chatting. Finally, both of you decide it's time to meet in person. You want to go on a date. So you go on a date and Jess, when you meet Jess, she exceeds your expectations, right? She's the girl of your dreams and she's, you know, she laughs at your jokes uh, she, she's a funny, she's smart, but at the end of the date, she reveals that she's a silicon-based robot. What would you do? Is there anything wrong with dating a robot? Now, this raises the question of what we should do with robotic human relationships and whether um, robotic human relationships 
are really relationships or are they just artificial relationships, nothing more than trivial pleasures that we derive from the interaction? And it also raises the question of what is the nature of um, nature of relationship. So some of the um, common reasons for thinking that human robotic relationship is not possible are uh, love is more than the performance, right? And so, and love must be given freely. And robots, from what we know, they don't have free will, so they obviously can't give love. And another uh, common one is robots have uh, different um, developmental origins to human, so you can't have a relationship with them, a real relationship with them. And another reason is ultimately they're programmed by people. And the programmers, uh, programmers ha- might have ulterior motives like collecting your data, collecting the way you interact with them, the activities you do with them, the conversations you have with them, whatever. So for those reasons, you can't have a meaningful relationship with robots. Now, these reasons aren't really good. And um, so, so some people have responded. And so some people have said, look, what convinces us humans that other humans love us? Isn't it? Um, don't we just look at actions and, and certain cues? Since we can't really know someone else's thought, we just we depend solely on how they act towards us. So, and so we look for, you know, if, if you think someone loves you, if you think your mother loves you, you know, she'll give you hugs, kisses, compliment you. If you think your wife loves you, same thing, you know. And so it's a, it seems like if a robot can do precisely this, you know, behave exactly like humans, then why, why are we... Th- to think that uh, we can't really have meaningful relationships with robots. And the other thing is, some will say, look, free will is questionable in humans, right? So so we know robots aren't free, but we also know that we might not have free will, but we don't um, say that we, we, we don't have the capacity to love and that our relationships aren't meaningful. So if humans say don't have free will, but that they can love each other, then the robot, uh, then the robotic human relationship seems possible, right? And the obje- and the objection from uh, the different developmental origin to human is it's difficult to justify why different developmental um, origin should be a problem if functionally, right, and behaviorally, uh, the robots act the same as humans. And sometimes humans have ulterior motives in a relationship. You can have you can be in a relationship with someone, but that but you don't know that they're actually in love with you or in their in in relationship with you because they want their money, sorry because they want your money, and so just just like that, even if the programmer uh, put ulterior motives to the to the um, to the uh, robot, doesn't mean that the meaningful uh, that the relationship is not meaningful or that the relationship is fake, right? Um, and some people argue that. Robotic human relationships can actually enhance the way um, uh, we humans uh, um, interact with each other, and it can even enhance our own relationships. So, so these are some of the things, some some you know some some points that people have made. Now, when it comes to sex robots, uh, lots of people are actually quite apprehensive about sex robots. It's new, first of all. Um, sex toys are not new, but sex robots like things that look like human beings but don't interact with you right they're they're kind of new but now we're adding to this um, AI so these sex bots interact with you so 
some of the common reasons for being against sex bot is one the most obvious which is uh, sex becomes commodified right um, and the second one is sex bots uh, can create gender roles and the third one is we could end up creating a sex uh, a, a sex slave or a second a second class citizens who are just sexual slaves to be owned and to be used by the uh, by the user uh, whenever they see fit and we can also alienate ourselves because we we could only end up interacting with these people and so we end up alienating uh, alienating um, each other but the uh, problem i find with these objections is there are these reasons can be applied to sex toys right and if they can be applied to sex toys but the, the same people who object to sex bots are okay with sex toys then their objections uh they they're just um they're not being consistent with their with their views right so some some have said that robotic sex could actually help us explore our sexuality right those who are for sex bots obviously and they say we've always used tech for the purpose of sexual pleasure so why should we stop now so if we find out in the future that the consequences of having sex bots and from now on i'm just going to refer when i say sex bot just just think of um artificially uh, ai sex bots right the ones who can interact with the ones someone like jess someone who can interact with you and you can't really tell the difference right so they say if the consequences of creating these um sex bots are bad then we have strong reasons to stop doing it and if the consequences are good then we have strong reasons to continue doing this the thing is creating sex robots they're going to happen whether we agree with creating them or we disagree with creating them it's like it's like a it's like a dam that you know uh will eventually burst right it's just going to happen there's nothing you can re- really do about it i mean the analogy fails but in this case there's nothing really you can do about it unless you ban all um the companies that are creating sex bots so it is true that and and it is true that we've used tech for sexual sexual uh, sexual simulation stimulation and gratification for centuries now the difference is the tech has become much much more sophisticated obviously and it's but it but 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 it's still a technology and the, and the technology is still used for the purpose of sex so then the question is what is a relationship that becomes a, a central question like what is a relationship what is the nature of a relationship and answering this question is really going to help us understand uh human robotic relationships and whether they're real or they're fake or what not or whether we can even have uh, a romantic relationship uh with robots ais for that matter so the thing is we have trivialized the meaning of love ever since the sexual revolution whenever the sexual revolution happened we have um we have made love to be something um emotionally based and nothing more so me- and also men and women are no longer required to commit to each other love has become a, a like a selfish enterprise where you try to get as much um out from the other person as possible we've also separated procreation and pleasure right we said these are two separate things so it it means that you can love whoever you want and have sex with whomever you want without any of the consequences 
of um the of the procreation right without procreation so um sex is solely for pleasure now so romantic love and sex is is now no longer bound to marriage and this prevents the realization of a purpose intrinsic to sex which is procreation right pleasure is connected to sex right just like enjoying food is connected to eating the enjoyment of food makes you want to eat food and as a result it staves off your hunger so pleasure derived from simu- uh, stimulation uh, sexual stimulation is so that you um, can have sex as uh, to to uh, as a result have babies and marriage as a whole is the commitment um, to raising the child up in a safe and loving and flourishing environment right so when we cr- separated pleasure and procreation it has um, it has allowed us to think that it's okay for example to develop AI sex bots because we want the pleasure of sex without any commitment right it has made us so hyper focused on pleasure that when we are uh, that we are willing to forego human experience and replace them with robots so with sex bots they are made to assist and obey you so if you want right if you want enhanced sexual pleasure without human uh, without human beings in the mix and you think you know, uh, the purpose of sex um, is no longer procreation, then, yeah, wh- why not create sex bots? And we have also realized that... Hum- but, but, but at the same time, we've also realized that human connection, however um, fake it might be, is actually valuable. Um, and that's precisely why sex bots like Harmony AI are created so that they can interact with its user, right? Uh, creating a, f- a, a false sense of relationship now some say that there's nothing intrinsically wrong with loving a robot but i would i I would argue that there is something intrinsically wrong with loving a robot and thinking that loving a robot is equivalent um to loving another human being it would be it would be at least to me like someone saying that um they are in love with their calculator and would like to marry their calculator just doesn't work so, with sex bots, I think uh, sex bots are sex bots. Sorry, are only wrong if you affirm the view that the purpose of sex is procreation, and as a result of raising children and in a protected social environment, and that pleasure cannot be separated from procreation. Right, they're all connected. If you only if you affirm to this view, can you can you consistently affirm that sex bots are wrong? Now, you can't have a relationship with a dildo, right? No matter what you think, you cannot have a loving relationship with a dildo because relationships are teleological, right? They're purpose-oriented, and the dildo is uh, does nothing besides give you pleasure. And but but to have a real relationship, the relationship. Um, directs the human being uh, to become better, right? It, it's directed towards the flourishing of our uh, of our human nature. So uh, a good friendship or a good friend in general or a good marriage, a good wife, a good husband, for example, will ultimately make you a more virtuous human being and also you in turn will make them more virtuous human being. Right? So the only difference between 
a sex bot and a sex toy is that there is a unidirectional, uh, unidirectional uh, emotional bond. So, for example, uh, you don't form an emotional uh, bond to a dildo, right? Or your hand. But because sex bots are made to look like a human and act like one, people will form emotional bonds and thus lead, emo- uh, lead to emotional consequences, right? So that's the sense of the unidirectional emotional bond. So you have this emotional bond to the sex bot because it looks like a human being, but you don't have an emotional bond. Some people perhaps do have an emotional bond to the dildo, but I would say most people don't have an emotional bond to their dildo. And I would even say that most people, if not all people, um, everyone, uh, they, they don't have an emotional bond to their hand, right? Um, so for this reason, I don't think it's possible to have a real relationship with anything other than rational creatures, i.e. human beings. So let me just define uh, what a rational creature is. Right? A rational creature, uh, or to be a rational creature, one must have the capacity to abstract universal from particulars, able to understand what truth is and seek after that. An example of abstracting universals um, from particular is when you see individual particular human beings and from it you derive the concept humanity or say you contemplate triangles and you can abstract triangularity from the tri- from from the triangles that you're contemplating so when you think triangularity the concept triangularity there is no size there's no color attached to it but the there is a size and color attached to it only in your imagination for that reason uh, you can see a big red triangle um, down on the road and then see a poorly drawn triangle in the sand and know that both of them are triangles. So I think the the only real relationship you can have, a real relationship, is with uh, rational creatures. You, all, you, you cannot have a real relationship with your dog or cat, but you can, I would say, have a trivialized form of a relationship with your dog or cat. But this relationship with your dog or your cat ultimately points to a human relationship and what a human relationship should be like it and it should obviously exceed that of the uh, of your relationship with your dog and cat and but uh, the the relationship with your dog and cat can never truly substitute a real one even though there are like so many people who th- who um, who love who say they love their dogs and they probably genuinely love their dog and have um, um, have convinced themselves that they are having a real relationship with um, dogs and and cats but you cannot have a real relationship with them and so even with robots with sex bots you cannot have a real relationship with them because they aren't rational but do AIs have a moral status right once AIs are functionally and behaviorally indistinguishable from humans so they look and act like humans uh, Jess being the example. So say the AIs, um, just like Jess, can make future plans, a date, desire, likes you, uh, a sense of self, knows who she is, in quotes, including the capacity for joy, lots of your jokes, and pleasure. Uh, and But they, but we think they don't have more, uh, they would, but shouldn't we think that they should, uh, shouldn't we think that they have a moral status? And shouldn't we consider them uh, them to be equal 
if they have these things? And don't we have a moral obligation to not turn them into sex slaves or any form of slaves if they if they have a moral status, right? And the other question is, couldn't AIs be rational if they are functionally and behaviorally indistinguishable and indistinguishable from human beings, right? If they're able to do all these things, why do we think that they're not rational? The reason is that AIs cannot abstract universals from particulars or reason in abstract manners. Now, even if the AI, say, read all the philosophy books, it still wouldn't mean that it has understood what it has read. Right? The AI could even give you an answer to a philosophical question, but the answer will be derived by some uh, symbolic manipulation. Right? It can only sim- uh, uh, simulate intelligence at best, but it's never really intelligent as human beings are. So it's never really rational. It, it can only simulate it can only simulate that. And uh, symbolic manipulation doesn't give you um, mental states, right, uh, of any form. Just like uh, a rain simulation doesn't actually get you wet. So the fact that an AI can, um, can act like a human functionally and behave like one doesn't mean that it's a human being and doesn't mean that it's irrational, right? It just has a formal... Um, it, it has the form of, of acting and looking like a human being. So AI sex bots like Harmony, no matter how sophisticated they become, I think will never have a moral status because at best, at best, all they can do is uh, simulate, simulate um, having a moral status or being a human being so uh, so it's not it's not really there they just act like one and for that reason we cannot transfer any moral status to them which also means um that ais will will never have rights right and ai will never have a right even though people might argue otherwise so uh humans don't have an obligation whatsoever to ais okay so he, but instead, humans have an obligation to other humans, right? This this obligation is to help each other flourish. However, this is where I think most people, not most people, there will, there will be people in the future um, who will st- start to develop empathy towards um, AI sex bots and non-sex bots. So just like in um, just like any form of AI, if you watched uh, Blade Runner. The new one that came out, um, uh, the main character has a relationship with an AI, right? She, the AI learns um, his personality, what he likes, his preferences, and he has a relationship with it. And near the end, this is a spoiler alert. If you haven't watched it, you should stop this and watch it and come back. But at the end of the movie, she dies in quotes, right? She gets crushed. And it is quite heart-wrenching to, 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 to see it and... I felt, you know, I felt sad watching it, but, but that AI and that AI does not have any moral status, that AI does not have any rights, and that relationship that the main character had is a trivial relationship at best, at best it's trivial, it's not even a real relationship, even though the character has had emotional 
bonds, attachments to it. And this is the unidirectional emotional bond that I was mentioning earlier. Now, that we can feel empathy towards something else, right? That we can feel uh, feel empathy towards the sex bot or that we can feel empathy towards, um, you know, animals. It doesn't mean that the sex bot or the animal has a right. And I, I and th- obviously this is this is this is a, a a different topic, and I'm just briefly mentioning it because the uh, there's nothing about empathy such that it gives a right to um th- to to the um subject right to the object of that empathy. Um, <clears throat> there's a there's a conceptual there's a conceptual gap, and in, there needs to be something more and to have uh, to have a right i think you have to be a rational creature to have a right so do you remember the thought experiment about jess right the silicon based robot sorry about that that was my computer what do you think we should do when she reveal uh, re- reveals herself right do you think it's wrong for uh for for us to date a robot now it's it's possible it's possible that an artificial um, relationship um, can simulate uh, a real one, but the, the but the relationship will never be a real relationship, no matter how we might feel about it. So so yes, in one sense you can date Jess. Yes, you can have a relationship with Jess, but that relationship will not ever be a real relationship even though you may feel like you love jess that you you know if you have um a romantic relationship with her if you have sex with her or whatever it is she she talks to you she cares for you she supports you etc etc even though all that is there the fact the one thing that's not there is rationality right it only simulates rationality and simulation is not the real thing. Just like simulated rain is not real rain and can never make you wet. So, the last thing is, I think it would be wrong for a human being to have a romantic relationship with robots, sex bots, and any form of robots because it's not human. It's just, it's just a, a simulated relationship. And especially if it's a sex bot, to have sex with a, a, a sex bot is wrong because because sex is more than just pleasure, right? Sex is more than that, and so if we if we're able to if we're able to return to a, a better, more a, a fuller understanding of what love is, um, then I think we'll be able to under, uh, we'll be able to come to a point where um, we see sex bots. Not as a way to enhance um, relationships, and not as a way to enhance any form of pleasure, but rather we can, rather we, it becomes something that that tears down relationships, that actually um, trivializes relation, real relationships. And yes, it is true that it commodifies sex, just like lots of things, uh, just like sorry, um, uh, sex toys commodify. Um, sex so sex bot having a romantic relationship with a sex bot is just glorified it's just a glorified form of toxic
talking sex toy. And for that reason, it's wrong. And will be wrong even 120 years down the line, no matter how intelligent it gets. <laughs>